Hoosiers are officially no longer bowl eligible after Saturday's expected loss to Michigan in the big house. Uh, effectively ends the Hoosier season. They will obviously have three more weeks, but there'll be three weeks that the Hoosiers can't really accomplish much other than uh, trying to lead, end the season on a high note. So what happened? Why did things go wrong? And, and how did the Hoosiers handle those last three weeks? We'll talk about all that, plus some exciting IU and Big Ten men's soccer news on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, November 8th. I am your host of Locked on Hoosiers, Jacob Rude, your daily source for IU Athletics News. As I said, plenty to talk about with the IU football team. Uh, Kind of an explainer as to how things went so wildly wrong with this team. And where do they go from here? And then we're going to look at IU men's soccer, who kicked off the Big Ten tournament with a win. Got some help elsewhere in the bracket as well. We'll look at that in the last segment today. For that, though, I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Remember that Locked on Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As always, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to those podcasts at you can also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are no longer bowl eligible. We pretty much knew that after last week's game um, against Maryland, but technically the hope was still alive. It would have required an upset win in the big house. That never, ever, ever looked like it was going to be the case on Saturday. Not shocking, still frustrating as it Officially ended any hope of what is going to be a season remembered for all sorts of reasons that we hoped it wouldn't. We spent a month talking about this season, how anticipated it was, how excited we were for it. At no point has it remotely lived up to that excitement. From week one against Iowa, effectively the first play of the game offensively. Uh, This has just been a team that has spiraled, crashed and burned. Everything you could, every cliche you could name. Um, They've underperformed the whole season. I mean, quite honestly, this was sky-high expectations and the Hoosiers fell flat on their face repeatedly on national television to a lot of really good teams. So a lot of people were constantly watching, and it's raised a lot of questions, some fair, some not. The schedule was obviously tough. We spent a lot of time talking about that, maybe too much time, honestly, because this team deserves some blame too. As tough as the schedule is, this is a talented IU roster. This is a an IU roster that some thought would compete near the top of the Big Ten. I don't know that I ever truly believed that they would compete with the Ohio States, the Penn States that we thought coming into the season, your Michigans maybe even. But I thought they'd be up there kind of that tier below. They're bottom tier. This is a bottom tier uh, Big Ten team. And nobody expected that. It's frustrating, but IU, IU's underperformed every week. 
Idaho might be the only time IU did not underperform. You would hope so against an FCS team. Every other week, IU, for the vast majority of the game, has underperformed. So I don't know where the Hoosiers kind of go from here. Um, it's 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 There's a lot of questions, like I said. Biggest one, maybe, I don't even know that it's maybe. The offense was lifeless again. Thought Nick Sheridan called a good game against Maryland. We talked about that. We gave him props last week. That was a horrible game against Michigan. Obviously, the defense is two very different levels, but that was a terrible game, terrible game plan, I should say. It was cowardly a lot of times, which that doesn't fall only on Nick Sheridan. That the the not punting parts late in the game. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if it was a matter of making sure your quarterback didn't get hurt. Whatever it was, it doesn't look great when you're down 20 points late in the fourth quarter and you're punting the ball away. It's just terrible optics. It gives fans another reason to complain. And that's what IU was doing on Saturday was frustrating fans because ultimately, like I said, this was kind of the culmination and the final death knell in the in this season one that we 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 were discussing at the beginning of the season that whether a bowl game was considered kind of the baseline for success there was talks of eight and four seven and five nine and three (laughs) this team has never looked anything more than what its record showed um over the course of a whole game there's been moments half the game against cincinnati Good chunk of the game against Michigan State defensively. Uh, offensively, there's been moments, but this team has never played a full 60 minutes both sides of the ball. I'm not sure they will at this point, and even if they do, it won't matter because it's over. None of these games will matter aside from building towards next season, which is ultimately going to be the focus for this team. These final three weeks are against three teams a should beat, they could beat, I don't know that they should beat anybody at this point, they could beat, uh, so now it's about building to the future, is Donovan McCauley your guy now, Michael Penix was on the field before the game throwing, sure seems like he could be close to coming back, do you fully burn that red shirt, give up any hope of red shirting McCauley, assuming Penix is potentially available next week, stick with him, that makes sense, you've already burned the red shirt, might as well give him give him as much experience as possible, but is it his show now? Is what the this is going to be some auditions for the coaching staff too? Uh, I was talking to one of our guests last week before the show, and there's questions about who's going to be coming back on that coaching staff this season. The offense is wholly underperformed, aside from. That Western Kentucky game, which you would hope you could kind of slice up a Western Kentucky team in the Maryland game when uh, Maryland had no tape on Donovan McCauley. Outside of that, the offense has been atrocious. So I'm not one that's going to sit here and call for the jobs of people, uh, whether it's Nick Sheridan, Darren Hiller, the offensive line coach. But I think the results show that change is needed in some capacity. I don't know if it's reshuffling the coaching staff. I don't know if it's bringing in someone new, but 
this did not work this season as is. And Tom Allen's not been afraid to make those moves before. He fired DeBoard, who he considered kind of a footballing mentor. So if he did that, I think he's going to make – he's capable of making those tough decisions. But it doesn't make him any less tough. Um, I also think these final three weeks are going to be about appreciating some of the guys that are probably gone after this season, specifically on that defense. Your Micah McFadden's, Tywan Mullen, if he's ever able to get back on the field. Um, some of your seniors out there, your some of those transfers. Ryder Anderson's been great this year. Cam Jones, Raheem Lane, Marcelino McCurry Ball. Certainly want to appreciate him after everything he's done for this program the last six years. Ty Freifogel offensively. Peyton Hendershot, uh, probably the greatest tight end in IU football history. That's gone under the radar a bit. So. I think that's what these final three weeks are going to be about. I don't know how much the results even really matter. I know that five and seven would look a lot prettier than two and ten as a final record, but ultimately I, the only thing I care about is building to the future and winning the old Oak and Bucket. That's a little bit down the line, but uh, frustrating, disappointing failure of a season. I'm not sure I've used that word yet. I know I haven't used it enough because this season was a failure. And people have to answer for that. I don't think Tom Allen should, would, will. Um, but other people are going to have to answer for that. And it might cost people their jobs, but it probably should considering how this season ended up. Having said all that, I want to kind of look back at some some of the few highlights from the game, uh, both in terms of plays and in terms of players. Uh, some big plays on the night. Hopefully you guys uh, locked in some prize picks uh, selections before the game. If you don't know, Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Offers more football props than anyone anywhere. They have everybody in your Power Five schools, a bunch of mid-major players you've never heard of. It's really simple. You pick anywhere from two to five uh, players. Pick their prop, whether it's receptions, rushing touchdowns, yards. Uh, receiving yards, passing yards, anything you could possibly imagine. Pick the over-under and win up to 10 times your entry. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On today will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They're giving you free money to use. You may not want to use it for IU football anymore, but IU basketball is starting this week. They'll have you covered there. NBA is underway. NFL is obviously underway. Uh, they they have everything you guys could possibly imagine. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. I'm going to combine the kind of, I usually do three notable plays, three notable players. Going to combine it into one because I could not be bothered to spend much time on this IU football team this week, um, especially with IU basketball and IU soccer coming up. Uh, so I will, I have one notable play. And honestly, it was the only play I could possibly think of from this game. Um, it led to the IU's only touchdown. It was a third and four, Michigan 26-yard line. Uh, early in the second quarter, 945, or excuse me, 910 in the second quarter. 
and it was the best play McCauley's probably had in these two weeks. He's made some nice throws. A couple of them were wide open. A um, couple of nice plays in general that almost led to big plays. But this one, uh, he breaks the pocket to his left, gets the first down, uh, breaks a tackle, runs through a couple tacklers, nearly runs over a player, gets it all the way down to the or to the Michigan two yard line. Uh, two plays later, Chris Childers scores. Um, it was a great it was a great drive. It for it, especially not being the first drive of the game. Uh, it was a really, really nice drive. Hendershot caught a couple passes on it. I believe they were the only two catches he had. Jacoby Hewitt had a had a reception. Uh, Childers stepped in for some big runs. Um, McCauley obviously had the big runs. And then Davion, Irvin, Poindexter, and Childers finished out the drive. Those guys stepped in with Stephen Carr out. He only rushed three times. Uh, McCauley ran 14 times, Childers 11, Poindexter, or Irvin Poindexter 6. Wasn't a great night statistically for the Hoosiers. Only 88 passing yards, 107 rushing yards. It's two or 195 yards of offense. Obviously, it's never going to get it done, but uh, just an all-around frustrating performance offensively. Just never really got anything going outside of that one drive, and especially in the second half, totally lifeless in the second half. The 29 points, again, I thought the defense bounced back this week after being diced up against Ohio State and Maryland. I thought they looked closer, pretty close to their old selves. I think the 29 points is a little deceiving just because of how often they were on the field. Uh, Michigan won the time of possession battle, uh, 32 minutes, just shy of 33 minutes on the night to IU's 27. So that defense was on the field a ton. Still, though, if there's two guys I'm going to single out, it's going to be two defenders. Obviously, I'm going to talk about Micah McFadden. Five tackles, uh, one sack, a tackle for a loss. Um, again, he's everywhere. They... I thought the broadcast actually did a great job of talking about him and giving him the props that he deserves. One of the first times this season, I thought he's kind of got those props because earnestly, I think he's the best linebacker in the country. They actually talked about McFadden and Cam Jones both as the best linebackers in the Big Ten, which is not something I considered, but very much they have a case. Those are two absolutely tremendous linebackers. Um, I was happy to see. Um, Micah McFadden gets some props from the broadcast. Other guy I want to mention, Bryant Fitzgerald had a couple of big plays. Um, he had a, another stretch there where he seemed to be everywhere. Uh, he had seven tackles, second highest on the team for those solo. He also had a sack tackle for loss. Listen, this defense has been beaten up. It felt like everybody was going down, especially on the defensive line on Saturday. These guys keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Hats off to them. McFadden had a quote after the game about how they're never going to give up. I've said before, I don't like ever insinuating kids gave up, quit on the team, yada, yada, yada. They're kids. Um, they have a lot in their life going on, especially in college. So 
I don't ever want to criticize them like that. And I don't, I don't think they ever did or ever have at any point this season given up, but to see them going through so much adversity on Saturday, no Bolin, no Reese Taylor, Ryder Anderson left briefly. Weston Kramer left the game at one point. Jaron Handy left the game. Felt like everybody was going down for the Hoosiers. They still, I thought, played well enough. Um, they made some plays. I was happy to see them get that interception at the end because I thought they deserved a takeaway as kind of a a reward for everything they did on the night. Um, they played well. It was nice to see them bounce back. Hopefully they're able to put a nice bow on the season on that side of the field because it's been a little hot and cold this season, but uh, it's been when it's been hot, it's been really hot. And they've been one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, I think they're worn down uh, probably as much mentally as they are physically just from how much they've had to do this season. But hopefully not for good reasons, but there's a weight lifted off their chest now. And this is just going to be playing football for the love of playing football for the last three weeks. So we'll see if that kind of changes how the Hoosiers play with no pressure anymore. No expectations, no bowl eligibility they need to try to clinch. We'll see if that changes how they do things um, the final couple weeks. But that defense has never never wavered in their effort, maybe their execution, but it was nice to see them uh, look strong, led by, I would say led by Fitzgerald and McFadden. Raheem Lane was great. Devin Matthews had the interception. Just so many guys stepping up for this team. So we will... A little later in the week, probably not till Thursday or Friday, talk about this football team again ahead of uh, Saturday's game against Rutgers. We're going to talk a lot about basketball and the IU soccer team. They kicked off the Big Ten tournament this week. We're going to talk about those two programs throughout the week, but we're going to talk about this IU soccer team right now. Uh, they, As I said, they hosted Rutgers on Sunday afternoon. Kicked off the Big Ten tournament with a victory, but they got some help, some big up or a big upset elsewhere in the bracket. We're going to talk to you guys about before that. Keep forgetting to bring my built bar in here just to show you proof that I have them, but uh, I'm absolutely loving my built bars, whether it's the cookies and cream, whether it's the blueberry muffin. I promise you guys, these taste nothing like protein bars. They're not the chalky, waxy, hard to eat bars honestly they taste like candy 100 covered in chocolate just a delicious uh i almost want to say candy bar because that's what it tastes like not only are they delicious to taste though they're healthy low carb low calorie low fat low sugar high in protein all the healthy benefits plus it tastes like a candy bar i mentioned the flavors i have they also have coconut raspberry mint brownie uh, caramel, chocolate, cherry barcia. They're adding new limited time flavors every couple days. I don't even know if the blueberry muffins there anymore. I'd recommend it if it is. I don't know if the cookies and cream is in there anymore, but head on over there today, guys. I cannot recommend these enough. Go to built.com. Use promo code lock 15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com.
So the IU men's soccer team opens up Big Ten tournament play with a victory on Sunday, a 1-0 win over Rutgers. It's probably a deserved win. Um, IU scores in the 27th minute. Indeley plays a nice little through ball to Samuel Sarver, who uh, pushes one past the keeper. I believe that makes him the leading scorer on the season for the Hoosiers as a freshman. We talked last week with Tristan Jackson of the IDS about the type of impact Sarver and Mahalik have had on this team. Um, to come into a national title contender as freshmen, contribute right away. Mightily, mightily impressive. Should be noted, though, that Rutgers had more shots on the afternoon. They outshot the Hoosiers 8-5, to five, only three of those on target, two for the Hoosiers. Roman Celentano, though, makes a trio of saves to keep the clean sheets, move the Hoosiers on in the Big Ten tournament to the semifinal. We are fully in surviving advance mode, where the Hoosiers thrived last year. Uh, they obviously did well to keep those clean sheets, get the goal by any means possible, survive in advance. This is where IU tends to thrive, knock on wood. Uh, it's not made for everyone because the big upset, we talked last week that if IU won, it would be setting up a rematch with um, Maryland in the semifinal, presumably because we thought Maryland would beat Northwestern in their first round game. Not the case. Northwestern stuns number 10 nationally, Maryland, 3-2 in penalties after a scoreless uh, game in regulation in extra time. Goes to penalties at nil-nil. Northwestern actually missed their first two, made their last three. Maryland, um, I believe, missed their first, then missed their last two. Listen, this time of year, it's a case with your, your March Madness, your NCAA tournament. Anything can happen in one game, and there's no leeway anymore. Uh, one game and you're done. Obviously not the case in the conference tournament. Maryland's obviously going to be in the uh, NCAA tournament. But that was the last leeway they had. Another loss like that for them. IU can take lessons from it. IU's been in this situation. Uh, that's going to be one of the benefits of this team. We talked about kind of a, a championship or finals hangover from last year, but this team was in the finals, and almost the entirety of this team was in the finals. Uh, so this is their element. This is an element that they are familiar with. Um, so it'll be exciting. The Hoosiers now get to host the semifinal. They will host Northwestern on Wednesday at 2 p.m., that game will be on the Big Ten Network. Uh, IU has dominated Northwestern all time. 34, 34 wins, three losses, seven draws. They drew, or they, excuse me, they won 2 1 during the regular season. That was during kind of the rocky spell of games for the Hoosiers. It was right after that uh, loss to Rutgers to kick off um, Big Ten play. It was in between that and the loss to Michigan. So, um, they went into that game. They fell behind in the first half, um, kind of buckled down and scored twice in a five minute span in the second half to come away victorious. I know that game, the wind, it was in Evanston, the wind off the lake played a big factor. Don't imagine that's going <laughs> to, there's no lake for there to be wind off of in Bloomington. Don't think Lake Monroe is producing that same type of wind as Lake Michigan. So. 
It'll be interesting to see these Hoosiers on Wednesday. That will be on BTN. Uh, Sunday's game was on BTN Plus, so basically nobody could watch it. Um, you'll get to watch them on Wednesday. If, if, if they advance to the final, you'll get to watch that, both games on BTN. But big game for the Hoosiers across uh, the other side of the bracket. Penn State moves on against Michigan State. And then Michigan beats Wisconsin. So your top two seeds there move on. Penn State will meet Michigan. Winner of that will face the winner of Northwestern to Indiana in the conference final. So uh, exciting times as the tournament is fully underway, the Big Ten tournament in soccer, and we already have our first upset. Uh, we will have the recap of that game, uh, not until probably Thursday's podcast, but uh, we will absolutely be talking about that game this week, hopefully previewing a Big Ten tournament final as well for Sunday. So that's a little sneak peek at what the season, or excuse me, what this week is going to have. Tomorrow's episode, men's basketball returns. Obviously, we're going to be talking about that. We'll recap that on Wednesday's episode. Thursday, we'll recap that IU soccer game. Friday, we will get you prepared for IU basketball second game of the week, as well as IU football against Rutgers. And potentially IU soccer against uh, or in the Big Ten tournament final. Hopefully, again, I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to be the one that jinx them, but really exciting times for IU athletics, even if the football team has left us really frustrated this season. Uh, there's always somewhere else to turn. IU soccer is rounding into gear. IU basketball is starting up. So plenty of fun to talk about. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow, uh, but now head on over to Lock, the Locked On Big Ten podcast for your second listen of the day. Uh, Nate Dickinson does a great job over there. Hear about Purdue's upset. I, I, we obviously talked about Michigan State not being that good last week, but didn't have to be Purdue that did it. Minnesota, not shocking that they lost either. But head on over there. A lot of fun results to talk about for um, football from the weekend, and I'm sure that they will have you totally covered. Be sure to leave a rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday and L-E-O.